1: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Take with
0: the I will say this about investing: Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is you can...
2: Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast where we help you learn to invest in 45 minutes or less. We break down the world of investing from beginning to dividend so that you can hopefully make some returns. My name's Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How's it going, bro?
3: I'm very good, Bryce. We are back in the studio, back in the groove of our Monday episodes, yes. and we are introducing a new segment. Well, not new for the OJ listeners that, yes. we're, that have been with us since 2017, but new for most. Let's just get into it. Let's yeah. let's, let's not around it. the bush. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're keen for
2: this one. So, Ren, we're reviving the Equity Mates hypothetical portfolio, That's which, it. to your point, we started way back when 2017 when we first kicked off was it even 2016 no 2017 when we first kicked off equity mates to your point for the og listeners they would remember that we would choose one stock a week or a stock a month we'd do a write-up on it we'd
3: yeah yeah yeah. put it
2: into the hypothetical portfolio (laughs) we'd see how it goes it was great fun i
3: was reviewing it we actually did a write-up like if you go on our website our website's not great to navigate at the moment but if you find the stock of the week section the write-ups are still there
2: yeah, you'll be able to see our thesis on Afterpay way back <laughs> yeah. when. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's get yeah, into sorry, that later. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So as we have said, we're going to be introducing some new segments for our Monday episodes over the next few months. And our hypothetical portfolio is one of them and what we will be essentially doing is pretending that we run our own sort of fund and building out this portfolio <laughs> to test strategies, to test our ideas, to put in play what we've learned. So yeah, um, yep. it's just going to be a, a great way of us bringing to life, I guess, more conversation about specific stocks and strategies.
3: Yeah, yeah. To put into practice a lot of the theoretical stuff we've learned from experts and we've learned ourselves and we're continuing to learn. Yeah. This is the most important thing we can stress. This is not us telling you what to buy, hold or sell. Not at all. This is purely hypothetical. It's in the name, hypothetical (laughs) portfolio. And it is literally just for us to help ourselves learn and to help ourselves grow as investors and to really, I guess, to put into practice what we've learned. So purely a learning tool, not advice.
2: Yes, that is right. We are going to be building this portfolio from the ground up. We're going to be tracking it. It'll eventually be on our website for you to track along with us we're going to record the process and hopefully it's going to be a lot of fun along the way. As Ren said, it's not to prove anything other than just to test our learning and put everything into practice. So we're pretty keen to see how this progresses, Ren. <laughs> <laughs> and look, we want to we want to
3: make this as social and as interactive as possible. This isn't going to be Bryce and I preaching from on high. This is going to be a community effort. This is going to be collaborative. We want your ideas, we want your suggestions, we want you to critique the shit out of what we're saying. That's <laughs> hold right. on, hold on. I probably shouldn't swear. Let me say that again. We want you to critique what we're saying. We want you to be ruthless in your feedback to us because for everyone in the Equity Mates community, hopefully, this is a learning tool. Hopefully, there will be some successes. There will definitely be some failures. That's a guarantee. But yeah, hopefully, we all become better investors as a result.
2: That's right, Ren. So we're going to be looking for your input into this fund as much as anything. And we'll get to how you can do that a bit later on in the show. And uh, we're pretty keen for you to help us grow this to, well, we'll see what happens. (laughs) We will see what happens. So, Ren, I think the first uh, step is to have a general conversation around what some of the basic rules of this portfolio are going to be now what are some strategies that we might be putting in place what are your thoughts around how we're going to be buying how we're going to be selling are we going to stick to a certain amount each month dollar cost average into afterpay not bad (laughs) it's got legs (laughs) you know what's going to be the decision making process all these things that we sort of need to to think about so how about we start with how much we're going to be spending hypothetically have you had thoughts around this
3: yeah so I think there there's probably two approaches that we've discussed, and i I think there's one that uh, makes more sense so one is we could say we have a hundred thousand dollars that's the fixed amount of capital we've got, and then we'll invest that like a you know like a legitimate hedge fund does that's definitely not our experience with investing and that's definitely not the average retail investor's experience with investing. the experience that most people have. Is you save a bit of money from every paycheck, you get uh, you know a set amount that you are then ready to invest, and then you invest it you know every month, every quarter, every week if you're getting paid like Bryce is getting paid, whatever it is. <laughs> <Game> <laughs> um, not true. <laughs> so we're gonna follow the latter, not the former. We're gonna say every month we have a thousand dollars that we've saved.
2: Nice.
3: That money will sit
2: in cash until we make a decision to invest it. Maybe we have to play The Sims to earn the money in the game, and then, is that what happens in The Sims? What are you talking about? (laughs) Anyway, scrap that. Uh, Yeah, look, I like that approach, Ren. We need to make this, I guess, somewhat realistic, so it's not just us throwing huge sums of money around and pretending we're Warren Buffett. So I guess let's make the first principle that, yes, we will be mirroring the account as if we're the everyday investor, which we are, and having the ability to invest $1,000 a month, which I guess brings me to the next question. Do we have to buy once a month? No, no. Awesome. Yes. So let's note that down, 1000 bucks. So when it comes to the buying and selling side of things, that's very open slather.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Just like how we actually invest in our day-to-day lives, we're not forced to invest every month. No. But we can.
2: We can? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> In terms of uh, our investing strategy, have you thought about this? You mentioned dollar cost averaging there, and it's something that a lot of the listeners, you guys, think about and, and think of as a strategy. Great strategy, but is this something that we'd be employing in this portfolio?
3: I think not. I think we want to try our hand at stock picking rather than dollar cost averaging into indexes or ETFs or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, look, if we find a stock that we really love and we decide for six months straight, we want to just dollar cost average into that stock, I guess that's fine. Like there are
2: Jeez, it'd make boring content. <laughs> yeah, it
3: would. And again, Walmart. <laughs> but no, I think we should focus on varying it up a little bit and, you know, testing ourselves with new ideas and new concepts.
2: Yeah, I agree. So to put a bit of color to that, in in the next hypothetical portfolio episode, what we're planning to do is to build out a portfolio that sits next to this one that will be our benchmark that we track against. And that's probably going to be the portfolio that has your, your large indexes that just just uh, Sit there and tick away, and we might dollar cost into that as we go. Yep. But for the purpose of this, similar to Ed Cowan's fund, I think we should take an unconstrained approach. Sure, <laughs> sure. And what I mean by that, or in your terminology, fast and loose, <laughs> I think we don't necessarily go in with any fixed philosophy around we're going to be value, we're going to be growth. Yeah. Um, that was going to be my next question. Yeah, yeah philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we go into it, and as we've learned over the last number of years, it's just as much about taking as many of these different philosophies as you can and seeing what works best for you.
3: Yeah. I mean, this leads on to my next question, which is time horizon. There's a few competing factors at play here because we are very much long-term focused. That's sort of what makes sense to us. And I also think if you think about the experience of an everyday retail investor, they don't have a lot of edge in the market. They don't have an informational edge. They don't have a technological edge. They don't have, I want to say intelligence edge, but I mean by that, I mean, you know, like hedge funds have thousands of extremely smart people and we're just everyday people. The one edge we do have is our time horizon because managed funds, hedge funds have to report their results quarterly or have to report their results yearly. And so they are stuck in a bit of a performance cycle, whereas we don't have that. At the same time, this is going to be very public. So if we're underperforming for long periods of time, it's going to hurt us. We'll just sack
2: su- we'll it. Take the episodes offline, and then they'll
1: never exist.
3: So I think I think we say we're investing with a you know decades long time horizon that's my thought because i think for retail and everyday investors that is the right time horizon to be investing for yeah
2: of course and that is our message that is what you and i fundamentally believe in but then i guess the the flip side would be let's say that we have come across the next afterpay and we take it up to a 50 or 60% gain in 4 months that's going to present an interesting conversation around what do we do there? Do we take money? Do we not? But I think think you're right. Principally, let's say that we are investing with a decades-long time horizon and hope that you guys, the listeners, stick around for the next 30 (laughs) years and we can see how this plays (laughs) out. Yeah, yeah.
3: (laughs) To recap, $1,000 a month. Available. Available. Yes. We'll be picking stocks rather than indexes or ETFs. Yes. We're going to be investing with no fixed investing philosophy. Yes. Well, I guess generally the investing philosophy will be great companies at good value. Of course. Yeah. Not, um, but not going to go hard into date value or not going to go hard into small caps or hard into you know, yeah. growth. We want to keep it pretty general.
2: What I can say is that there is probably going to be zero day trading. Let's oh, put it zero, that way. <laughs> yeah, zero. Because I mean, our time horizon is the next decade or so.
3: Yes, yeah, and that's the last thing, the, a long time horizon.
2: So I also have a couple of other things, Ren. Are we limited on markets, i.e. do we, do we have to be able to buy them through a broker at this stage, or can we go a- Azerbaijan fucking wheat farming or something?
3: <laughs> I think you answered your own question there, that we have to be able to buy it personally.
2: Yeah. As Bryce
3: and Alec, the people, if we can't buy it, The fund can't buy it. Yes.
2: Now, one other thing that I want to bring in here is that every stock that we put into the portfolio must have a written thesis. I like it, yeah. And it must be... It doesn't matter if it's 50 words or 5,000 words. You'll likely go the 5,000. I'll likely go the tweet, 240 characters. (laughs) (laughs) I think it must have a written thesis that we'll make public and then that will give us the opportunity to when we review the portfolio down the track, that will be our impetus to know when we can buy, uh, if we want to sell or buy more or whatever it may be. I like it. I think it's pretty important that we have that. Yep. Anything else that we're missing here?
3: How do we actually make a decision? What if I'm banging the table saying we need to buy this stock and you're saying not for me?
2: Yeah, well, as Chief Investment Officer, I think I get the final <laughs> well, say. As, <laughs> as CEO. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> no, this is a very good point. And I would assume that we'd probably need to come to a mutual agreement. Yep. However, I can see that this might be a great opportunity for us to reach out to the equity mates community to help us make that decision, be it through our social channels What about what
3: about this? Mutual agreement or if we are at a hundred percent an impasse, we go and put a poll on the Equity Mates discussion group. Sure. Buy or don't buy and whatever the discussion group decides is what we do.
2: That sounds fair to me. As long as, yeah, as long as it hits all of the others, principles, I'm very, I'm happy with that. Great. Nice. So let's start with that. I'm sure our principles will change over time as we go, but I think there are some pretty good fundamentals to get started with this.
1: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments.
3: Okay, Bryce. So at this point, we've introduced the hypothetical portfolio. We've made it very clear that this is an educational tool, not investing advice. It's hypothetical. It's just to apply the learnings that we've had over the past three years and that we'll continue to have from the experts that we speak to. And we've established the rules of the game.
2: Yes, loosely.
3: So now we want to go back in time. Yes. Don't call it a comeback. It's been here for years.
2: A comeback.
3: (laughs) (laughs) As Bryce said at the top of the show, we actually do have a hypothetical portfolio that has existed uh, since 2017. And so now we want to review some of those holdings. And I guess, are we going to say that the portfolio started then and we're going to give ourselves the stocks that we're holding here? I think,
2: I mean, I'm very tempted to. I think we should. Why why not? For one one reason that will become very evident. But I think there's two ways to do this. We take it as it is and and go forward with the principles that we've established, or we start from scratch.
3: I think we take it as it is.
2: Okay, let's take it as it is. Because
3: then, aside from the very obvious reason why we're doing this, which will become (laughs) abundantly clear very quickly, I also think it allows us to have a discussion about some of the other stocks. That we chose in 2017. Yes. We can review whether they were good calls or bad calls and we can decide whether we want to sell them or we want to keep them in the portfolio. Let's talk about the overall performance and then get about into individual stock.
2: Okay. So,
3: (laughs) overall, we invested six grand. Yes. We turned that six grand into about $28,000. We're up about 472%.
2: That is huge. So current market value sits at thirty three thousand nine hundred and twenty dollars. To your point, oh Ren, sorry, sorry,
3: gain was twenty eight thousand. Yeah. Current market value thirty three. Yeah, gain You're of right, twenty
2: eight thousand yeah. dollars. So. Uh, I mean, I'd take that any day of the week yeah, same. <laughs> over the last four years. Let's go through where some of those gains have come from because it's a, a pretty interesting dynamic if you look at the stocks. The first company we bought was Gateway Lifestyle Group. The, the ticker was GTY. Yep. And we bought that at $2.01. We made an 11% gain on that, so about 120 bucks. From memory, though, that has now merged... Yeah, it got
3: acquired by another some, one of those large yeah uh, retirement, retirement groups or like groups, a Canadian yeah. pension fund or something from memory. But yeah, it got it got acquired. Yeah,
2: yeah. So that ticker is now tra- no longer trading. But so there was a one hundred and seventeen dollar return on that. The next one we brought into the equation was PM Capital global opportunities fund now we took this idea from andrew brown yeah. uh, way back when he he was recommending this one we bought that at 98 cents however we have lost 5% on that so down 50 bucks you know nothing huge but uh, that's still ticking away then we went to aac which was the australian agricultural company that was the long term ag play that we went for bought that at a dollar 68 now we've lost about 37% on that. So down 365, 370 bucks. So, so far, two out of the three stocks we put in there, we've made a loss on. Yes. Not great. Then we took Afterpay <laughs> Touch Group, <laughs> yes. AP, APT. No,
3: at that point, it wasn't even Afterpay Touch Group. It That's was right. just Afterpay. It was, it was pre-merger. The,
2: the ticker was APY from memory. And uh, then it went through the merger APT. We bought that at So we put in a thousand bucks. That is now worth $28,500. So we made a gain of $27,000 or 2,700%. So that's obviously put the returns of this portfolio into the you know, hundreds of percent, which has been fantastic. We then decided to play around (laughs) with the... This is my biggest regret, this one. (laughs) Yeah. We then decided to play with the inverted ETF, the Australian Equities Bear Hedge Fund, B-E-A-R. We put this in as a bit of a defensive play at $15. And obviously we then went into one of the, We're at the midway point of a huge bull run. We've lost about 200 bucks on that, so down 20%. The other side though, we did the NDQ NASDAQ 100 ETF and that was bought at $12.80. It's now trading at about 25 bucks. So we've made a pretty solid return on that, about a thousand dollar return. So obviously all the returns pretty much are driven by Afterpay.
3: Yeah, and a bit from NDQ. And a bit from NDQ. So, I've got a few summary notes, just if people got lost in those numbers and and stats. So, we invested in six stocks, $1,000 in each stock. We were up on three, Afterpay, Gateway Lifestyle, and the NASDAQ 100 ETF. We were down on three. We are down on three. PM Capital, Australian Agricultural Company, and Bear, the inverse ETF. After pay was our biggest winner, up two thousand seven hundred and eighty-two percent. Without after pay, the portfolio was still up forty-seven percent. So okay. that's okay. Yeah. Our next biggest winner was NDQ, the Nasdaq one hundred ETF. Yeah. Without Afterpay and NDQ, we lost about fifty percent. So. Okay, but I mean, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But I mean, you know, you're yeah. never you're never gonna win them all. So I think that is sort of the summary. We won't get into what we're going to do with these existing stocks. We're going to say, this is the portfolio as it stands today. Next episode or one episode down the line, we'll have a discussion about, do we cash some of these stocks in? There's one that I particularly want to cash in.
2: Yeah, I've got a few thoughts around this as well, particularly given the principles that we just set. So, to your point, Ren, we will be Talking about that in the next episode when we also build out our benchmark portfolio as well. If we
3: just take those numbers, those stocks, those returns, what are the biggest lessons that you've learnt looking back at those stocks that we picked in twenty seventeen, aside from the fact that you nailed it with the afterpay pick?
2: (laughs) I think it's this is just a classic example of, you know, and we've heard expert after expert say it you don't have to always be right. We've chosen six stocks here, three that we've been right, three that we've been wrong, and it just happens that one of them has done extraordinarily well. And you and I, in our personal experience investing REN, have also had this happen. So I think one of the big lessons is Obviously, don't feel like you always have to be getting it right because sometimes when you do, that is obviously one of the biggest returns in your portfolio. The second lesson for me, Ren, is that we bought these and we haven't touched them. And if you look, for example, at what has happened with Afterpay, it would have been so tempting, I'm sure, from $2.55 riding up to now $73.50 to want to sell those profits many times along that journey by just leaving it in there and letting the winners run. Look, it's been fantastic. And if you look at what's happened to the overall market, you know the, the most we've lost on a stock is 36%, which in percentage terms is quite significant. In dollar terms, it's 360 bucks. So, Look, I think, again, it just goes to show it's sort of along the lines of buy and hold. Obviously, we haven't been active with this, but let your winners run.
3: I think I got my numbers wrong. I don't think we're down 50% without APT and NDQ because we're not down... 50% 50% on individ- any individual stock.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that maths is right. All right. Well, luckily, Ren is not the uh, CIO. <laughs> so <laughs> what are your lessons from this?
3: The biggest lesson for me is the lesson... Uh, I'm reminded of the lesson I learned with my, the very first two stocks that I picked, Slater and & Gordon and A2 Milk. And it is just the different, I guess, risk and reward, you could say. But you can only lose 100% on a stock and you can gain a lot more than that. And there's always going to be a distribution of returns. You're never going to have multiple afterpays in a portfolio, but just having one afterpay or one A2 Milk or, you know, back in the early days of our investing journey, one Blackmores or, you know, Bellamy's at its peak before it didn't go so well. Like there are just those stocks that just give you unbelievable returns and can prop up your whole portfolio. You don't have to bat 100 as an investor. You don't have to hit every investment out of the park. We got one out of six that we really nailed and our our returns are really strong. And I think we're definitely not going to nail it every time. We're not going to nail it most of the time. But if you nail it some of the time, you can get pretty good returns.
2: Yeah, agreed, Ren. So again, and I just want to reinforce, you might not get that huge stock early in your investing journey but don't let it dissuade you from continuing to try so to close this out Ren there's two points uh, listener submissions and then the experts portfolio so we're going to be looking to, to you guys to really help us build out this portfolio. We want this to be a community effort as much as it is, Ren and I having a think about it. So we're really going to be opening this portfolio up to you guys. There's so much chatter in the community about specific stocks and people doing their own amounts of research, which is phenomenal and sending through investor decks and all this sort of stuff to us. And we really want to be able to harness that and bring this into the portfolio. So to begin with, while we build it out on our website, if you do have a submission that you would like us to consider on the show, you know where our socials are. Hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Facebook in the Equity Mates Investing Group. Hit us up on email. There's there's many ways that you can do it. Submit your stock, give us your thesis, and you know we may even give you a buzz and get you on the show to help talk through it. And uh, we're, we're really looking forward to hearing some of the great ideas that you guys have And then Ren, I think, with our experts, they obviously make some really good recommendations as well. So we might try and utilize their expertise as well and talk about some of the stocks that they've been pitching and bring that into the portfolio. Steal as well.
3: their ideas. Yeah.
2: There's yeah. no points for originality. So yes.
3: Yeah. So you stole my line. My- <laughs>
2: <laughs> I did. I did.
3: Yeah. No, hundred percent. I think uh, we'll be using any and all resource that we can get our hands on as any investor should.
2: Yeah. yeah. So this is going to be a bit of fun over the next six months or so as we really build this out. And again, really excited for you guys to help us do it. As we said, the, the next episode for our Hypothetical portfolio will be around a discussion on the stocks that are already in there and what we want to do with them. Perhaps we've already got a submission from some of you guys. And also, we'll be talking about uh, building out a bit of a sort of permanent ETF index portfolio that we can use to track the performance of the Equity Mates uh, hypothetical portfolio. So stick around for that. We're very excited for it.
3: Yeah, nice. Now, there's one thing that we didn't speak about at all in this episode, but I think it's worth saying is. Part of this whole learning journey will also be on portfolio construction. So obviously, a lot of people in the community are asking about, you know, what portfolio construction means and how you actually implement some of those ideas in practice. And, and that's a journey that we're going to go on through this hypothetical portfolio. We're going to get smarter about it. And hopefully, you guys can all learn from our mistakes and from the things we do well. But it means, in a nutshell, the portfolio isn't just going to be Afterpay, Zip and any of those other buy now pay later stocks that seem to be floating around the ASX. We're going to try and build a proper properly constructed portfolio through all of this.
2: Absolutely, Ren. And one more thing that we were meant to mention at the top of the show. We are going to be starting an ETF Evenings series with Beta Shares and it's going to be a fascinating and fun live conversation that we broadcast through a webinar. Scenario that we're going to be asking you guys to submit all of your questions that you have around ETFs, and then we're going to sit down with the co-founder and head of strategy and marketing of BetaShares, Elon, to have a very fun uh, and engaging conversation around all there is to know about ETFs live with you guys. So stay tuned for the sign up for that, and where you can hit us up with your questions, and then we'll uh, let you know the next step from there. So stay tuned
3: and while we're spruiking things (laughs) there's something else that you're doing that probably deserves a spruik what's that you're going to be eating fried chicken and trying on shoes
2: i am going to be eating fried chicken and frying on frying (laughs) Frying on on shoes shoes. (laughs) trying on shoes yes we're going to be doing panel event with butter and steak and we will release more information on that soon as well so stay tuned for all these fun events coming up (laughs) nice one Ren. we'll leave it there and talk next week nice one
0: Thanks for listening to Equity Mates Investing Podcast, a production of Equity Mates Media. Please remember that everything you hear in Equity Mates Investing Podcast is general advice only. The content has been prepared without knowing your personal objectives, specific financial circumstances, or goals. The host of Equity Mates Investing Podcast may maintain positions in the companies discussed. Before considering any investment, please read the product disclosure statement and consider speaking to a licensed financial professional.